Hello, word nerds. Welcome to me talking to your face. First word for this episode is Armistice Day. Two separate words. The A and the D are capitalized. This is a noun from 1918. The synonym is Veterans Day. That is how we here in America uh, say it. I think it was changed. What does it say? Let me tell you. It says, used before the official adoption of Veterans Day in 1954. So I think, oh, let's read the etymology. I keep on trying to get ahead of myself. All right, this is from the Armistice Terminating World War I on November 11th, 1918. So at the end of World War I, they basically had a truce and said, we're done. And November 11th is Armistice Day, 1918. And then after World War II, almost a decade after World War II, they decided to change the name to Veterans Day, at least here in America. In uh, the UK, they might still call it Armistice Day. Next, we have armlet. This is a noun from 1535. One, a band, as of cloth or metal, worn around the upper arm. Number two, a small arm, as of the sea. And this would be, if you go back to our next or our previous episode, armband, um, it's pretty much the same thing. Although armband has a little bit more of a specific definition. Excuse me for that belch. Next, we have arm load. This is all one word. It's a noun from 1823, and the synonym is armful or armful. Now we have arm lock. This is a noun from 1853. We have the synonym hammer lock. Okay, I don't know what that is. Next, we have armoire. This is a noun from 1571, a usually tall cupboard or wardrobe. Next, we have armor, A-R-M-O-R. This is a noun from 13th century. One, defensive covering for the body, especially covering as of metal used in combat. I'm glad I've never had to wear armor, because that looks like it's very difficult to move. Number two, a quality or circumstance that affords protection, as in the armor of prosperity. Number three, a protective outer layer as of a ship, uh, a plant, or animal, or a cable. And of course, the armadillo has some natural armor. Number four, armored forces and vehicles as tanks. Armor could also be a transitive verb, and armorless is an adjective. And this is, uh, what do we want to say? This is from Latin armatura. And there's more at the word armature. There is a little picture of armor, and it has 14 little points to discuss. So we are going to take a little bit of time, ease in, get your coffee, get your tea, get your hot chocolate, get your water, get your cheese and crackers, whatever you've got. Get it and sit down with me while I tell you about armor. All right. Number one is the helmet. I think you know where that goes. Number two is the gorget, G-O-R-G-E-T. This is, uh, it looks like it's the part that goes around the neck. Number three is the shoulder piece, and that goes on your foot. No, I'm just kidding. It goes on your shoulder. Number four is the palette, P-A-L-L-E-T-T-E. 
So this is the part, it's a, uh, a circle, and it looks like it, is, it goes over the shoulder piece, and it probably holds it into place. Um, and it also probably provides some extra, um, extra protection in that very sensitive area where your shoulder meets your torso. Now we have number five. It is the breastplate. So that's the part that just basically goes over your whole torso in the front. Uh, number six is the brassard. B-R-A-S-S-A-R-D. This looks like, uh, yeah, this goes on the upper arm. It goes around the upper arm. So right below the shoulder piece where your biceps and triceps are. Number seven is the elbow piece. Again, I think you can figure that out. Number eight, man, I'm just thinking about like all the work it takes to put one of these on and like you got to put it in the right order because it looks like the elbow piece goes over number six, which is the brassard. Oh boy. All right. Number eight is the skirt of tasses. Tasses is spelled T-A-S-S-E-S. So that basically just goes around your waist and it hangs down uh, to protect you. Uh, number nine is sort of similar. Um, it is the twill or twee, T-U-I-L-L-E. Uh, so this is, looks like there's one on each hip. So number eight actually goes, uh, hangs down more towards the center uh, to protect the sensitive pieces. And number nine uh, protects the sides. Uh, and I don't, it looks like there might be two of those, one for each side because that's how it works. Number 10 is the gauntlet. Uh, this is the handpiece. I honestly didn't even know this when I was watching uh, Avengers. They keep on talking about how his, his the, the, the thing on his, on, oh my God, why am I blanking? Um, what's his name with the T? Uh, am I going to have to look this up? All of you are just yelling at me right now. His name is... Thanos, that's his name. Um, so Thanos has the thing where he puts the gems in, and that is called a gauntlet. And I was like, I thought a gauntlet was something else. But no, it's a thing that you put on your hand that's kind of like armor. All right. Uh, number 11 is the cuisse. That's not how you say that. C-U-I-S-S-E. This is the part that goes around your thigh. Number 12 is the knee piece. Clever name, clever name. That goes on your knee. Number 13 is the jambo. That looks like a French word. J-A-M-B-E-A-U. And that goes on, basically it covers your shins. And number 14, finally, is the solaret. S-O-L-L-E-R-E-T. And that goes over your foot. And now I feel like I am smarter. All right, where were we? We finished armor. Now we are on to armored. This is an adjective from 1594. 1A, equipped or protected with armor. 1B, equipped with armored fighting vehicles, as in an armored division. Number two, marked by the use of armor, as in armored combat. Next is armored scale. This is two words. It's a noun from 1888. Any of a family of scale insects having a firm covering of wax best developed in the female. The scientific name for the family is diaspid... Oh, boy. 
It goes over the line, so that's why it's weird. Diaspididae. And why are they called scale insects? Um, that's weird to me. Is that, is that I, I don't know. Okay, next is armorer. This is a noun from the 14th century. One, one that makes armor or arms. Two, one that repairs, assembles, and tests firearms. Next, we have armorial. A-R-M-O-R-I-A-L. This is an adjective from 1576 of relating to or bearing heraldic arms. Armoriali, no. Armoriali is an adverb. Next we have Armorican, capital A-R-M-O-R-I-C-A-N. This is a noun from 1606, a native or inhabitant of Armorica, especially the synonym Breton, B-R-E-T-O-N. I don't know if that's how it's pronounced. Armorican um, or Armoric are adjectives. And I'm sorry, I don't know what Armorica is, uh, so I'm going to have to look that up. Next, we have Armory. This is a noun from the 14th century, 1A, a supply of arms for defense and attack, or attack. A supply of arms for defense or attack. 1B, a collection of available resources. 2. A place where arms and military equipment are stored, especially one used for training reserve military personnel. Number 3. A place where arms are manufactured. Next we have armor or armory, spelled A-R-M-O-U-R, and this is the chiefly British variation of armor and armory without the U. Next we have armpit. This might be the word of the episode. I mean, how could I not pick armpit? Uh, This is a noun from the 14th century. One, the hollow beneath the junction of the arm and shoulder. Two, the least desirable place. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, A synonym is pit, P-I-T. As in, 77th Street Station was the armpit of detective duty. That is from Joseph Wambaugh. Um, when I was a kid, there were other kids who would be able to make noises with their armpit, and I could never do that. Um, I did learn eventually how to do it with my hands, um, but I honestly haven't tried with my armpit because I'm an adult, but I might have to try that out. But I'm going to give you a little example of making the noise with my hands. One second while I put the microphone down, because I need both hands. Well, that was kind of a terrible example, but I think you get the idea. We are going to move on to armrest. I really did not think I would ever be doing that on this podcast. Armrest. This is a noun from 1849. A support for the arm. Next is arm's length. Two words. There is an apostrophe before the S in arms. This is a noun from 1707. One A distance discouraging personal contact or familiarity, as in, kept former friends at arm's length now. Number two, the condition or fact that the parties to a transaction are independent and on an equal footing. Arm's length with a hyphen is an adjective. 
And let's see, I have to figure out if we're going to do one of these words. Um, yeah, we'll do that. All right, next is arms race. This is two words. It's a noun from 1924, a race between hostile nations to accumulate or develop weapons, broadly an ever-escalating race or competition. And last for this episode is arm twisting. There is a hyphen between the two words. This is a noun from 1948. The use of direct personal pressure in order to achieve a desired end, as in, for all... Let me start that over. For all the arm twisting, the vote on the measure was unexpectedly tight. That is from Newsweek, and I had to do a page flip there. Arm twist is a verb. So let's see. Do we pick armor as the word of the episode because I spent so much time on it? Or do I pick armpit? I'm going to make the runner-up be armpit, and the main word of the episode is armor. And that is it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. Um, We do have a very, very good, fun holiday coming up, but I'm going to let you uh, figure that out on your own. All right, I will talk to you later. Goodbye.